Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Living in a wood cabin involves a lot of charm, and one of those charms is cobwebs. Oh, I got lots of those too. I have three boxes in the attic labeled summer shoes, but what do I care? All I wear are rubber galoshes. I cut my finger on the lid of a dog food can and it bled like a horror movie. I'm just trying to feed my dog, man. <laughs> I've been cutting my own hair so much that I'm starting to look like a Picasso. <laughs> Such a good day. Welcome back to Have Such a Good Day, the show that wants desperately, desperately (laughs) for us all to do just that. It's really, I mean, you can kind of consider it to be like a safe space where we can just (laughs) be ourselves. We can be free. And we try to keep the cynicism to a minimum. We try. It's it's hard sometimes. As Future said, mask off. (laughs) It's the true us. It is. And all of you, uh, free to be you as well. I'm Sarah. And I'm Heather. And uh, we're doing this thing. It's Yo. episode 85 of Have Such I a Good Day. I can't believe it, Sarah. You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm having so many nostalgic memories since we have such history here with the show. It's like yeah. I, the other day I was having this conversation about Target with a, a bunch of this, this uh, friend group. And it just made me want to listen to like one of our early episodes when we talked about how much we love Target. Oh God, um, and that was like Target. probably within, I think that was one to ten episode one to ten somewhere in there like very early on if i remember correctly yeah i mean when we started the show we were both living in la i don't even i wasn't going to target all that often in los angeles but in san francisco i went all the time because i happened to live down the mm-hmm. street from one so i would just like walk and like hang out at target and, like, buy underwear <laughs> <there's> something soothing <laughs> i just love target and uh the target I don't know if I've talked about this or not, but the target closest to me is like, I mean, it's a drive. It's like 20 minutes away. It's near where my mom lives and it's a huge target. It's like not a super target. Mm -hmm. Super targets are like a whole other beast, Mm -hmm. but it's a very large target. Mm, Fun. You go in and you're like, oh my God, there's a grocery store in here. There's a furniture (laughs) store in here. There's like a Sephora in here. Uh There's like, I don't know, other stuff. You can buy like a lawn. It's just, I love... I love it so much. And they have like, they have like pretty good wine there too. It's oh, like I am telling you, I don't know everything. how they do it. Like, how do they do the, like the housewares are pretty decent. Like they, I just got some really cute pillowcases that I'm like, 
there was like one pair left and they're, they have like these bright flowers on them. I'm like, how do you do it, Target? I mean, really. But- it's funny because I actually, I have, I have an aversion to large superstores. Me too. You know, like, I don't think, maybe I have, but I can't remember ever being inside a Walmart. I, I know no, what never. Walmart is. I, I know they're ever. all over the place, but like, I just don't think I've been in one. I mean, mm. there used to be Kmarts. I've definitely yeah. been in those. Uh-huh. I don't know how many Kmarts are around anymore, but there's something about Target and I don't, I mean, there's like a ton of junk in Target too. Don't get me wrong. Of course. But I just like it. I could, st- I could spend all day in there. There's something cooler about Target. And then they have like a good tech section. Like you can actually buy like good tech products and they have good books. And I mean, yeah. And they have like, ours is pretty big too. They have a lot of outdoor furniture, which mm, maybe it's mm-hmm. because where, where I live, but Sarah, we're all bundled up this morning. Um, I have never, I don't think once since I've lived here, driven out of my compound this early in the morning. And I have to say it was quite a little journey. First of all, (laughs) the visibility was like the worst I've ever had. I could barely see anything. Um, There was a low layer of fog. The sun was coming up to the left and there was like a full moon uh, on the right. I mean, I saw some beautiful stuff this morning. I'm like, I got to get up early more often and there was all these cute cows huddled together because it was like so cold um and i'm wearing two pairs of pants which i haven't done that since i lived in paris uh, about 1998 about this time of year um but i'm wearing a pair of yoga pants with a pair of jeans on top and you're very huddled up today too Yes, I am. It's it, yeah. It's you bundled know, up. That is huddled my, up. My uh, my studio is in a garage, which is basically a large square concrete slab, <laughs> and it is. It's funny. It's so With climate cobwebs. controlled that it's not. It's not that cold. So it's in the winter. It's warmer in here than it is outside, mm-hmm. and in the summer, it's awesome because it can be like a hundred degrees out there plus, mm-hmm. and it's like you know seventy something in here. It's great. So it doesn't change too much, but. It also, you know, I got a little space heater behind me. It it can be a little chilly first thing mm-hmm. in the morning. So I got my coffee. I'm ready to go. I'm, I, uh, you mentioned, you know, getting up early and getting to the office early. As you know, I, I'm a morning person. I mean, I'm, I'm not up at like five. Well, sometimes I am, but I like to get up before the sun. Mm-hmm. It's just like, because I know lots of other people aren't up yet. Mm-hmm. And I've got like, you know, I make my coffee. I kind of, I do my sort of like sit down at the computer, see what I've missed. Mm -hmm. No one's really pinging me yet. I like watching the sun come up. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't want to like go on a walk in the dark, Mm -mm. but I just, it's like a fun, like totally me time part of the morning. It's peaceful. Yeah. And it's fleeting because I know that, you know, the day gets busy, you know, by 8 a.m. It's like there's a flurry of whatever. Yeah. uh, I'm like harassing you and. Yeah, you're you know, harassing me. People are knocking on the door. No, I'm just kidding. I had to wait until like 7.15 to leave the house because I honestly was a little scared to walk to my car. I mean, it's so dark and I've never, I never do that, you know, and I, I had a lot Is of stuff to carry Is your car far from your front door? It's not far. Everybody asks me that lately. It's really funny. Um, no, it's like, you know, speaking in yards as I do, uh, about a hundred yards. <laughs> Well, that's not right next door. No, it's yards not. Is like that's a decent walk. Yeah, I if mean, it's, it's in the like, dark, and plus, it's so muddy right now, and so like because it's been raining so much, and it's wet and muddy, and you know, not being able to see and carrying all this stuff, and you know, it, it sort of freaks me out because I mean, there are mountain lions around here, and as you said, you you've been getting a lot of alerts on next door. 
and yeah. it, they come around during dusk and dawn that those are the times except for it's kind of cold right now so i don't think it would be a problem um well, but you know i mean they gotta eat in know. the winter too mm-hmm. we uh i had to stay at my mom's the other night because we've had a lot of rain here as i know that you have in your area too but there were these crazy winds across the bay area uh, a few days ago and I knew it was going to happen. Uh, I was kind of prepared for the power to go out. But when it did, it was like 6 p.m. at my mm-hmm. house. You know, in 6 p.m., like the sun's down. It's pretty dark. And, you know, I kind of had my to-go bag ready. And I told my mom, like, you know, it's probably fine. But I still have work to do tonight. And when my power goes out, my internet goes out. Because the cell towers around here all go down. So it's mm-hmm. like, even if you have a generator, you still can't connect to the internet. You can't. You got to, like, get in your car and drive towards civilization a little bit and then you get your bars back so I can do offline work but not internet work Mm -hmm. and sure enough the power goes out and it's like if it would have been like 9 p.m. I just would have gone to bed like Mm -hmm. whatever you know the sun will come up in the morning the power's out whatever you know I'll just be like kind of cold because my heater won't work but uh it was six and I'm like I'm not going to bed and I'm not sitting here in the dark all night so I go to her house and that's all fine it's so great to have her nearby you know and her house is like comfy and warm Thank God and for Linnell. I know. And Otis loves going over there and her cats have warmed up to him. So it's all good. Aww. But in the morning, you know, we uh, power was back on at my house. And we're, we're driving back and there's several different ways I can go home from her house. It's kind of just pick your grid, mm-hmm. you know, you sort of like go down more of the main road or you cut down one of the like more winery roads. But you don't really save any time. You can just choose your adventure. And there's one road called Olivet. It's just like this beautiful road. Mm. You know, it's just like vineyards and country. And I like that road. But it's pretty rural. And we saw two foxes Ooh. as we're driving back, you know, because Otis is kind of sitting up in the back seat, looking out the window. And they were tiny. Like at first I was like, those are weirdly large squirrels. <laughs> and they kind of stopped in the road and because we were back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And as I got closer, then they're like, ah, get out of the way. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're little foxes. So cute. Are they the orange ones or like the silver foxes? Can uh, you tell? I mean, they weren't bright colored. They were kind of squirrel colored. I love foxes. Yeah. Oh God, I was like, and, and, and Otis was like, what the f oh i bet he's like dinner because he's he's very interested in squirrels he yeah. tries to chase them you know they run up a tree he'll, he's never gonna catch a squirrel but he tries mm-hmm. but he was like and he's in the car right and we're moving so it's you know we came and went but he was like i could see him and i'm looking in my rear view mirror and he's like looking at me like what was that <laughs> that was a different type of body shape <laughs> <laughs> i wonder how animals like judge another animal because I'm always curious about that. We, I let um, a dog in yesterday to our place. Um, it was my gardener's dog, Margie. She's super cute. And I thought, you know, let's try this because my cats are really interested in her when she's out front. Mm-hmm. And she came in the house. Frank was a little territorial and he was like, but he kind of plays with her. Fr- Frank I your was, dog. Frank the dog, yeah. And yeah. then my cats literally were like, hey, bro. Like they were just super chill, didn't freak out. They were just like, hey, what's up? Come on in. And I was so impressed because, you know, usually when you first introduce an animal, it's like it's a chaos ensues. Yeah. But yeah, it was pretty fun. It's there was a this is gosh, I mean, it's probably about a year ago now. There was we were having like a funny thing with our front gate where it was like opening randomly or whatever, which is actually happening right now again. But that's a different story. <laughs> it's just I don't know when it rains, everything goes to hell around here. But <laughs> it was 
there was this, I had opened my front door because I'm sort of up some stairs and then I've got a little deck and then mm-hmm. my front door is right there. And I've got Otis on the leash. I open the front door, you know, to we're like going to go out on a walk. And there's literally this white lab just sitting at the front door on oh. my deck. And I'm like, my initial reaction is like, oh my God, you know? And I'm like, ah, you know, like, because I wasn't sure if it was like, I don't know, aggressive or yeah. just, it was just, I didn't expect to see, it was right sure. there. And so I kind of shut Otis back in the house and I'm kind of like, hi dog, what the hell? And I realized, oh, it got in because the gates open. Cause normally mm-hmm. there's really no way to get in unless you're like a little creature, you know, mm-hmm. to like shove yourself under like a fence at the whole like place. Like a little fox. Like a little fox. Yeah, exactly. Or a cat, you know, you jump over things, but this dog, it, it was like, oh, the dog's here because the gate's open, but why is the dog on my deck? Like, Was it a stray or did it have a collar? No, well, it, well, it's a long story. It wasn't a stray. It was my neighbor's dog, but mm. didn't have a collar. Mm. Or I think there was a collar, but there wasn't a phone number or I don't know. There was some reason where I'm like, uh, shit. And the dog was really friendly, really cute. And at the time, my landlord and his family were staying here. And I was like, he was kind of doing something else. And I'm like, what do I do? And he kind of looks at me like, I mean, I don't know. The dog like wandered up. It'll probably just wander home, right? And I'm like, no, 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 no. It'll get hit by a car or something. I, I can't just like be like, bye, get out of here, dog. So <laughs> I brought the dog into my apartment, thinking like this is just a terrible idea. And the dog, um, who I learned later, oh, what was his name? Her. It was actually a her. Her name. I don't know. It was I forget. But I, Otis was like, oh hey, and Lucy the cat was like, all right. Now we have two dogs. <laughs> It was. I was so worried that it was going to be like yeah, mayhem, yeah. Uh-huh. and everyone was like, oh, "Cool, Hi. I love that." It's just like one big animal party, and I and it makes me want to get another animal just because I love the dynamics. Like, because my two cats have very, very different dynamics with the dog. You know, mm. one you know Ziggy like hitting him play all the time, and they're like little siblings, young siblings, and then my other one is just kind of like just tolerates him. Right. Anyway, yeah. enough about animals. Sarah, how's your week been? My week's been really good, actually. I have, I mentioned that platform that's sort of about health and weight loss and, you know, fitness mm-hmm. last week, uh, Noom, not Zoom, Yeah, Noom. NPR, that's their new sponsor or something. Oh, yeah, their, Noom is just all over the place. Yeah. yeah, it's like the podcast darling these days. And Noom is not necessarily for me, but I have been super into my Fitbit stats. It's something that I'm leaning into. I love stats. And I did this right around a year ago. I spent two months like militantly recording every single thing I ate, like down to the like, did I have a half cup or a quarter cup of raspberries? And like literally getting out my measuring items. And like, and this is something where it's like, because I have like a slightly obsessive personality if I want to, but I love like, numbery things and I it's I don't even have a goal really (laughs) but I just if I if you give me the right tools in order to do something and it's not that hard for me to do and I've got the time I just love that it's not even about eating it's also like you know I have a step goal I have a miles goal I have a calorie goal I have a goal of a certain amount of active minutes per day yeah all of this stuff is like I did this a year ago and I did it for two months eight weeks straight I was like because it was right at the beginning of the pandemic mm-hmm. and I had literally nothing else to do. And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, I'm going to lean into this. And it was actually really helpful. But then I kind of like fell off and I was like, okay, maybe it's a little obsessive, Sarah. Like, what are you doing? But do you get mad at yourself when you don't meet a goal? Like, are you really no. competitive with yourself? 
there's definitely some all I have to do is walk like half a mile and then mm. I like beat what I did yesterday. There's definitely that going on. But no, there's no kind of like I failed or shame involved because again, it's like if I was like, listen, I got to lose those stubborn 10 pounds, which I actually do. But if I was really like down on myself, maybe it's not the right thing to do to like get too into stats. Mm -hmm. But I just find it fun. It's like it's like a fun thing that it's a I, game it's like a, it's a saying, little bit of a like game a of and a it's game. like a it's just a I like recording little details and yeah it, no, I you love know, it it's, it's anyway so I've been doing that but what I did want to talk about and this is <laughs> something that's actually not just been going on with me the last week it's been going on for quite some time uh over a couple of years now but I thought I would uh I would um it's a it's a heed of warning uh, to anybody out there who may have a little extra disposable income. I know lots of people do not have that right now or don't have that ever. I certainly don't have any right now. But back a couple of years ago, I had somebody that was very close to me who needed a loan, a money loan. And it was something that I was able to do. And the the uh, agreement, very much a handshake agreement, was, uh, okay, you know, in a couple of months or whatever, very vague, <laughs> so <laughs> warning number one, um, you know, pay me back type thing. It was totally alone. It was not, this is your money, buy kind of thing. But we were close, and it felt good to me to be like Superman, Mm -hmm. superwoman and so the money was lent and then when it was kind of time for me to get that money back the money that was owed me kind of turned into well if I could have a little more money um then I'll like pay you back with interest in this amount of time and at that point I was like okay let's put this on paper and mm -hmm. I knew in my heart that I was getting into deep water and I was going to regret it. I did, mm -hmm. but I sometimes have a hard time saying no. Yeah. And I really want to help if I think that I'm in a better position than somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did. Well, you can probably guess how this story has not ended because it has not ended with me getting that money back. Um, there is a, there is a, there's a certain number of, of dollars <laughs> that I am still owed um, years later now, and I'm getting it back very slowly. However, this, this person who was close to me, uh, our relationship has completely fallen apart because of the situation. Mm -hmm. And uh, there have been, you know, back and there's been back and forth. There's been like uh, not so pleasant texts back and forth because I now live in a different place and this person lives in a different place. And it's like, I don't expect us to ever see each other again, actually. Mm -hmm. But the money can be transferred, but there's only so much I know about their situation. I mean, they could be sitting on a mountain of cash. I have no sure. idea. Um, I don't know why anybody would want this to drag out, but I just have no idea. So I was thinking about this yesterday because I had gotten I had gotten a digital transfer of you know a certain amount of money. It's like the total is being chipped away at, but mm -hmm. at this rate, I'm going to have to think about this for another couple of years. Mm -hmm. It's just not happening uh, in, it's in, gonna hang over your head at the rate that I would have. I mean, I wanted this to be over a long time ago. I, yeah. I, I think everybody does, and so I and I've talked to friends about this because I've been super frustrated, like downright pissed off or sad or whatever about this. Um, different stages. I've talked to other friends who have 
lent money to people, friends or somebody in a relationship or family member, like all of that stuff in the past. And so many horror stories about this. And I'm not saying if you've got uh, a little cash to help out somebody that needs it, that you shouldn't do that. I'm definitely not advocating, but I, I consider this a big learning experience because Mm -hmm. even though sometimes I'm making a little bit more money than I am now, for example, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely living lean these days, but it's like, that's not like, I'm not a rich person ever. And so it's like that money, unless it's really temporary, it's a really temporary loan. I end up suffering a lot later Mm -hmm. on. Like I end up scrambling. I have to owe the IRS, like Mm -hmm. all sorts of stuff. And I, I, I wonder if anyone has had a situation like this. I mean, you don't have to like email me details or anything, but a situation and how you got around it. Because at this point, I'm kind of screwed. I mean, yeah, I've got something on paper, but small claims court does not appeal. And I really want to avoid something like that because then it just turns into like a nightmare. So yeah, I, I will, I won't say that, you know, listen, if I win the lottery, everybody gets some money, but, but I, and I won't say I'll, I'll, I'll never get into a situation like this again, but boy, will I be more careful and probably be able to say, Hey, I'd really love to help you, but I've had bad experiences with this in the past and I don't want this to ruin our friendship, relationship, Mm -hmm. slash, slash, et cetera, whatever you might be. And I'd love to help, but I'm sorry, I can't. That's going to be my answer next time. Yeah. And you know what? That's like you live and you learn. I mean, uh, you don't be too hard on yourself because these are the things that you go through in life and then you are, you know, you learn and you're better for it. Yeah. Um, So, you know, and you were being generous and you were making the best decision that you could at the time. Totally. And unfortunately, it's not always the best decision, but then hindsight is a wonderful thing. It surely is. 21 out of 20. So Heather, how was your week? (laughs) It's been pretty good considering, um, you know, still a lot of things to navigate um, and, you know, think about my dad every second. It's kind of hard not to. I mean, he's he's kind of everywhere on this property that I'm living on. I mean, everywhere in every dimension. It's like hard to not think about him. But um I was kind of lamenting with my sister about like kind of dream careers. I've always been that person, again, to go back to those notes, to-do lists. I have so many of those. And sometimes I'll kind of, you know, cruise through them, go way back and see what I was thinking and feeling years ago or whatever. And I I do have a list that kind of got buried that, um, you know, it was sort of like the next chapter, like backup ideas for what I could do with my life and, and that sort of thing. And I was just her and I were talking a lot about like the power of identity. Um, and I never really like thought about it in this way, uh, until kind of the, the last few years, because I've always just like done what I love. I just follow my nose and I fall into these opportunities that are fun and cool, like production opportunities specifically, you know, friends, social opportunities, that kind of thing. And I never really like analyzed it. It was just more like, this is me. This is what I do. This is what I love. But really, it is a powerful thing because the last couple of years have been definitely like strange um, because, uh, you know, the production stuff was kind of here and there. And like, I wasn't doing exactly what I wanted to do because I think I had set the bar so high and I had such an interesting career for so long that like 
anything that like fell short of it was just kind of like, oh man. So it was kind of spoiled in a lot of ways. But yeah, the identity thing, who you are, the way you think about yourself, the way the world views you, um, every, you know, the characteristics that define you. I mean, this is, this is huge. And so doing this huge pilgrimage this last year to Northern California and kind of finally sort of, um, uh, acquiescing to my dad because for about 10 years, he was trying to get me to come up here and help him with his business and kind of live a different life, not commute, not live in such a crazy city, you know, time to smell the roses, enjoy my life. You know, he's just was telling me that all the time. And I was very much fighting it because I was so programmed of like getting a gig, being a producer, identity, my, my individuality, like this is what I know. And I couldn't blame myself because that's just what I was. And I'm so grateful because now, of course, all I want to do is talk to my dad about this because this whole last 10 years, he's been encouraging me to be my own boss, to have freedom, to think and relax and read a book and blah, 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 blah. Um, and I really feel like I'm doing that now. And it's a trip because I fought this so long. And now I'm like, wait, like right in front of me, I'm like, he was kind of right. Like, at least as far as I can tell, I have like the most diverse existence now. Um, mm -hmm. creative, but like, you know, I, I can do so many different things every day. I don't have to rush off to the office and be in the same place doing the same thing all the time. And I'm so grateful. You know, I, I wake up, write for a while, read a little bit of a book, chat with friends. I planted some flowers yesterday in the middle of the day, just because the sun came out. <laughs> um, I was, you know, collaborating with my workmen and talking about how much gravel we need for our driveway. Um, you know, like really random stuff that is, I realized about my identity that I had been missing. And I know that I talked about the comparison between a producer and a proprietress last week. So I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is identity and how I've kind of fallen back into who I think I am and who I feel good about being. And that is that person who kind of owns something that I can call the shots. I can be creative. I can collaborate. I can work with people. Um, I can scheme and solve problems and come up with ideas. And it's been really bizarre because I didn't even see it right in front of me. And my point of all this, the moral of the story is sometimes you have to take like a very big leap of faith. And this is not something that is like I figured out on my own. This is something that a lot of people have figured out too. Um, but it's scary to take leaps of faith. But sometimes on the other end, it's exactly where you need to be. Um, and I feel like I've gotten back in touch with my identity. And I, again, I'm not totally defined by my, my job, by my work. Um, during this last couple of years, I really kind of realized my, the other sides of my identity, like being a good friend, being, you know, a blah, 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 I don't know. Um, and, uh, and so, but it's been a really interesting process to kind of, I don't know, realize these things that were right yeah. in front of me. So it's kind of cool. I, I think... I I would technically say I work for myself as well. I mean, I've got yeah. kind of steady work that, you, you know, do. other people pay me for, but yeah, I mean, in general I consider myself a freelance worker. Yeah. And there are certain hours of the day that, you know, 
I couldn't plant flowers if I, you know, if the sun came yeah. out, you know, it's like we're busy. But but I have more flexibility than I have in the past, same mm-hmm. as you. And, you know, doing different stuff, but juggling a lot of stuff. But there is there is a there's a great amount of freedom. And it's funny because it's I think it's sort of what you're explaining is you've got this freedom and you kind of go like, uh, okay, but that's not really what I do, but I guess I can do this. Mm -hmm. And then as you lean into it, you're like, oh, I realize I enjoy this and I never had that before. Um, and you know, I always talk about how I'm such a worker bee. It's like, I really am on the inside. It's like, I want someone to tell me what to do and then Mm -hmm. I want to do it well. And then I want them to be like, oh, you're good at that. Yeah. That's like, great. Then I, then I've succeeded. And sometimes when I have too much power over the result, I spin my wheels a little bit mm-hmm. because I'm like, you know, the validation is like, Ooh, I don't know. I think I did it well. Like somebody needs to tell me that I did this well. Yeah. And then I check it off my to-do list and I move on. But it's, it's neat. It's neat to be in a place where I, you know, I live alone. I'm kind of on the outskirts of a town. I... I sometimes kind of go like, I look around at 4 p.m. and I'm like, okay, I mean, I've got stuff to do, but I could like do that at 7 mm-hmm. and go on a walk because I've got until about 5.30 until I have to like, you know, it's dark and I would need a headlamp or something. <laughs> and I really want to listen to this podcast about like, I don't know, fish in the sea or something <laughs> that I've, you know, I just like, I put this aside to like learn something yeah. right now. And so I'm going to do that right now. And... It's neat. It's, it's, I keep saying it's neat, but it is very neat. It is neat. It's, it requires like your, a certain amount of your own discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I don't get up and take a shower first thing in the morning, it's like, eh. then I start feeling like kind of gross. Yeah. And then I'm like busy and I'm like, great. Now I'm just a schlub all day type thing. <laughs> but yeah, it's once you get into the groove of sort of the unknown, like, well, I don't know, what's this day yeah. going to be like? It's going to be different than yesterday. Let's see. But you then have to be it can be exciting to get yeah. there. Exactly. And I think that it takes a long time. It's not something that happens overnight. And I, and all last year I was like, God, did I do the right thing? Should I, you know, and you, you just question it and you're not really in it, but it takes a good year to be like, you know what? And, and that's the thing is people don't want to commit to that. And I get it. I didn't want to commit to that, but unfortunately it takes time to get there. And that's, what's so tricky about life and decisions. It's like, I'm not saying this is like the perfect life for me. I mean, it's like, obviously there's going to be bumps in the road, but I think it's a good place to be right now. That's great. And a year goes by really quickly. I always tell myself that because I am a perpetual mover as in moving apartments. I've just, my family moved a lot when I was a kid. So I didn't just grow up in one house, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I went off to college and then I had a job and I moved cities and I mean, I've lived in like 30 places, Well, maybe not 30, (laughs) but I mean, it's in the twenties. Yeah. And it just, it's like, I don't like moving. In -hmm. fact, you know, everyone says that moving is just like one of the most soul crushing experiences. I feel that way every time. And I go, why do I keep doing this? But I'm (laughs) used to it. You know, I'm like, "Uh, okay, I've been somewhere for a while. What's next? What's next? Totally. So I always tell myself that is like, because sometimes you have to move because it's like, I don't know, the landlord sold the apartment or Mm -hmm. something like that. Or I just, yeah, when I moved to where I live now, it was like a friend who is now my landlord was like, I've got this kind of like weird opportunity. What do you think? And I was sort of like, this sounds fun. It was kind of good timing It sounds like an adventure. It sounds like 
a little experiment and mm -hmm. all I have to do is give myself a year. And I think you're well, happier. Well, it's it's so different. It's, it's just so different. It's a calming lifestyle, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we're we're now well past that year. Well, not yeah. well past, but it's you know, I've I've been here a year plus. Mm -hmm. I have no intention of moving mm -hmm. uh, anytime soon. I mean, I will eventually. I'm a renter, so you sure. you know, when you rent, you know, you're gonna move eventually. Sure. But but uh, but yeah, it's um, I think I think saying it's only a year is a good way to. Put yourself out of your comfort zone because I don't know. At least the older I get, the more I blink and a year's gone. Oh man! I mean, I we were just talking about this last night. How quickly the days go by. It's like I'm like pulling the sheets back of my bed and getting it, and like getting up, brushing my teeth. Anyway, <laughs> God, I could go on and on about that. But yeah, time time is a trip, and I can't believe it's been a year. Well, it hasn't been a year for me. I, I'm I was up here in March. We didn't move until May, but you know we were here for quarantine. But right, anyways. Right. Anyways, well, I mentioned that I was staying at my mom's the other night because my power was out. Grumble, grumble. You know, it's it's the way it goes. But when I was at her house, she's, you know, she's always, well, she doesn't always have the TV on, but she often, you know, kind of has like background stuff because she mm -hmm. lives alone too. And so we're over there and she made me pesto and I'm kind of doing my work because I had some work to do left and she's watching something on TV, you know, kind of in the other room and I was like, what is that? What is the show? And she says, oh, it's this great show called Finding Your Roots. Heather, have you ever heard of the show? I think this is about like 23 and Me kind of thing. Where, sort of. Yeah, I've heard about this. So it's a PBS show. I mean, it's on it's on PBS. And the um, the host is a fellow named Henry Louis Gates Jr. He's great. And the whole idea is that it's almost like they have the like guest caliber of inside the actor's studio. So it's mm -hmm. like John Waters, Glenn Close, Scarlett Johansson, Andy Cohen. Um, who did I who did I watch when I was at my mom's the other night? Nina Totenberg, just like a mm. you know, yeah, a really famous journalist. Like like where you're like, oh wow, these are you know pretty big gets. Sure. And the whole idea is that they sit down, and Henry uh, Henry sort of they they've obviously agreed to be on the show, and Henry and his team, the the team from finding your roots have like looked back using all like encyclopedic historical record stuff that's available to them to find out where their lineage comes from mm -hmm. so it's like if you so for example if it were me like i know i'm mostly irish mm -hmm. because my dad's family is irish and my mom's family is some irish but mm -hmm. then other stuff right so i'm not a hundred percent but when you look at the pie, it's like that's the majority mm -hmm. of the pie. So when people say, you know, what are you? I'm Irish. And but I don't like for sure know that my dad's family didn't maybe come from somewhere else and then just happened to come to the U.S. from Ireland. Mm -hmm. Like no one really knows that. And my mom had done a 23andMe. It might have been a different like ancestry.com or something, but same idea. Sure. So, some years ago. And she, you know, she kind of, she actually did it twice. This is actually funny because she did one and it was like, there were some results where she was like, what? North African? That is, you know, I not that like a, a little bit too. I think it's yeah, pretty not normal. A, not a huge amount, but just, you know, and the, I think there was like some Greek and mm -hmm. she is a lot more olive skin than I am, but it was just, she was like, that is so rando, you know, mm -hmm. to the point where she's like, gosh, I wish my, her parents, my grandparents were alive to like 
make a tiny bit of sense of this because of course these tools weren't around when her parents were around. Mm -hmm. And then she did it again and then she got the results that she expected. And so she kind of got like weird false positives the first time. Yeah. And so at that point she started to like harass me to do it because she's like, okay, I mean, I know what I gave you, but Mm -hmm. let's see what dad gave you because Mm -hmm. you're the only one who can tell us this? Nobody else can, you know? And I was like, yeah, 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 you know? And of course, like, since then, like, I just, like, keep not doing it. And I, like, gave my dog a DNA test instead because that's all I really care about. Because <laughs> I'm like, what does it matter, you know? But, uh, but, but it is still, again, like, thinking about, like, stats. It's very mm-hmm. interesting. Anyway, so this show takes it to a whole nother level. It's like they can, like, trace, like, great, 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 great grandparents. And they have these incredible stories because a lot of this stuff is written down not just like oh when you came to ellis island this was your name before they changed it to this sure there is a lot of that stuff but it's like no there's like records from auschwitz or you know so-and-so's you know like million great grandmother some time ago was a duchess Mm. you know and the and you know you've got this like celebrity of some kind you know whether they're an actor or mm-hmm. or a writer or or somebody that's you know they're pretty well known you know every time they're like what really wow i did not know that it is such a fun show and it's very like it's not like comedic or anything it's very kind of like straight npr type kind thing of doc style it's yeah i mean it's it's just not there's no like sort of like cutesy fun quirkiness no. it's like here's what we know about you and we're going to tell you some crazy ass stories uh-huh. and it's such a fun show i'm so, so going to watch that i love i love the sound of that because i i'm super fascinated i've done the 23 and me and i found some interesting things like your mom i was like under one percent north african and there was like a little bit of neanderthal and i had like a little bit more neanderthal than my sister and so that mm. has become kind of a joke it's like you're more <laughs> neanderthal um i mean it was very very small uh, amount but i thought i was totally german you know, Frank, I mean, my my grandmother like survived the Holocaust. She was Jewish German, um, you know, lots of Jewish history. And I thought, oh yeah, I'm, I'm totally German. My sister was like, you're so Germanic, like your bony face and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, <laughs> oh or whatever she said, I don't know, like my face, like my cheekbones. And we found out that I'm not even that German. Um, I'm like 10%, I'm more like French and English which hmm. I thought was really interesting. Um, but anyway, yeah, I would love, I totally get it. Like, I would love to. It's great. It's Maybe just, you can write just... PBS and be like, do an episode on Sarah Lane. <laughs> I don't think I'm quite at finding your roots caliber of celeb. <laughs> but yes, I would love somebody and a team that is just like great at research and yeah. uncovering little facts to do this on me. It's well, just it's just one of those things where I'm like, ah, what a fun research project. I would love to work on the show. Like, yeah, it's either like do it on me or hire me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I wanna sit in a library for a while and like go through stuff and like find a gem. You know, I'm really interested in that kind of stuff too. Like that one project I told you about, that graphic novel kind of about my family. I'm I'm like, I wanna do it all the time because I know it's like that you sit down and you put your head into something. And it's a lot of research. It's a lot of like busy work and kind of quiet work. I can't ever get myself to do that kind of stuff for very long, but I want to. Like I think about it all the time. Like I just want to put my head into something and just focus on this one thing and make something cool. But you know, who knows? Maybe maybe someone will make something like this someday. Maybe it's a podcast, a new podcast idea. 
Yeah. I, I, gosh, I mean, probably is a podcast about finding people's roots. Probably more than one. Oh, I'm sure. Podcast about everything. But yes, finding your roots. Um, it's on PBS. At least I, I don't know. I mean, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, I did look it up online. I mean, it, it seems like the stuff is streaming online. Um, not totally sure if it's totally international um, access, but give it a shot. Let me know what you think. Hi at havesuchagoodday.com is where to send an email if you're like, oh, yeah, I love the show. Or, oh, I also did a 23andMe or equivalent and I learned something really weird about myself. <laughs> um, I, I, w- I would love to know because we're all in this together on this we planet. are aren't we you know a lot yeah. of pbs stuff i think you can just get for free if you just open like the app on your like apple tv or whatever um i'll check that out for sure well i have something to recommend to you sarah and i'm going to be the manager um role in this and tell you that um this is what this is a task you need to watch this um and i'm going to check back in and i want to hear your thoughts i really do i want to hear what you think because i think that you Will really this this will really resonate with you as it did for me okay. um, i cannot believe i never knew about this movie it's one of those kind of like great movies you've never seen and you're like what? i just don't get how this didn't like you know cross my radar and of course i have to credit my boyfriend because he just knows about all these amazing movies he's actually doing a feature He's doing not a feature doc, but he's doing a a long form documentary on this movie. He's been doing a lot of Zoom interviews. I had, I just really had no idea. He told me one night, I said, well, what do you want to watch? And he said, I have this movie called Over the Edge. It's um, my friend, this director, Jonathan Kaplan, that he knows it's from the seventies. I think you'll like it. It's about a bunch of kids and they are kind of, you know, get involved in petty crime. And I was like, okay, I guess, you know, he didn't really sell it. Um, he says, Matt Damon, I'm sorry, Matt Dillon, <laughs> um, <laughs> Matt Dillon uh, is his first <laughs> different, slightly very different, Matt. Matt, it's definitely like his first movie. He was 14, um, and he wore extremely short crop tops. So to, you have to watch it for that reason only, but Sarah, this movie's so great. It's, um, 1979, basically. So back in the day, like in the seventies, how kind of like there was that movement of like people leaving the cities to raise kids in like sanitary places. And then the kids were bored because there was nothing to do in these cities. Parents were too busy at work, like trying to achieve the American dream. This was my childhood. So this is why I think it's going to resonate with you. And I don't know how much of a latchkey kid you were, but I definitely was at least on my mom's side. I had 50%, um, my parents had 50% custody. Uh, I would say on my mom's side of things, I felt more like a latchkey kid because my mom was always at work and we were kind of on our own. Um, but the movie is such an incredible depiction of this. I, I just like, it just blew my mind how much I, I related to it. You know, these kids are bored. They're wreaking havoc with the cops, with parents, and they're really like getting away with it in a lot of ways. You know, they, they're really driving these cops crazy and they're not mean kids. They're, they're really not. That's the interesting thing. They're not bad kids. They're just like a product of a bad environment and they're refusing to reform, which I think is really cool too. They don't have video games or internet, you know, so they're kind of drinking and finding cheap drugs and just being kind of like crazy <laughs> right. shooting off. Cause the- everyone knows that the internet keeps kids off drugs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they're mostly regular like teenagers. In, in fact, the actors are mostly regular teenagers. Really Matt Dillon, not Matt Damon, um, uh, was like the only real actor 
a lot of the other people like went on to be like, I think one of them, the main character that I love, this guy, Carl, he's now like a clinical psychologist, like in Manhattan or something. And, you know, so I love the authenticity. The wardrobe is authentic. You know, I think these days, my problem with a lot of like streaming, especially Netflix, it's like everything's so produced. And it's like, even if they have ratty clothing, it feels so obvious like kind of warm. Design. Yeah. And I, this does not feel like that at all. It feels like they literally wore clothes out of their closet. Well, Heather, I just, before you go any further, yeah. um, I feel the need to share with you that I, I have seen this movie. Oh, you have? Oh. Yeah. yeah when yeah, did you yeah. see I, it? In film class. Oh, cool. Um, it, yeah, I, 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 uh, I wasn't a film major, but I took a lot of film classes because yeah. I was a creative arts major in San Francisco. Uh -huh. And the story takes place outside of San Francisco. Yep. In the air in the Bay Area, and it's yeah, it was Granada. like it, it was. I mean, I think I've seen it more than once, even. Cool. And yeah, so I. So you already I'm, did your I'm, homework. I'm yeah, ta-da! I really did it fast. <laughs> um, <laughs> give me another task, Heather. <laughs> but yes, I I. It's funny because I totally forgot about the movie. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I ever would have thought about it again. Even if you're like, hey, what's Matt Dillon's first movie? I okay. maybe wouldn't have uh -huh. thought about this. Mm -hmm. But once you started describing it, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that movie. It was and it was, as I recall, the reason that I watched it in a film class was because at the time of its release, it was like controversial. People being oh, like, yeah. oh, like it's like it might like, I don't know, be sending the wrong message that other kids should do bad things, exactly. too. And, you know, Very we're not even in the 80s yet. So, you know, different time. Yeah. And, you know, you got all these adults being like, hmm, we're not sure, you know, the suburbs aren't supposed to be depicted this way. And it was sort of this sort of gritty reality, mm -hmm. a little fantastical. You know, sure. it's not like, oh, if a kid's bored, they're going to like shoot a cop or something. Mm -hmm. But but that sort of thing. But yes, I, I have seen the movie. I also remember thinking, wow, this is like pretty risque it is yeah considering that the actors are mostly you know minors mm -hmm. and i don't know then over time cinema has gotten a little bit more used to that but yeah it was, it was kind of a big deal it was a big deal yeah and i think definitely controversial um i love the soundtrack i mean because like i grew up on the cars like i would say like you know, obviously there was a lot of music I grew up on, but man, hearing those Cars tracks, I just, oh, it was the cars, just that time. The band, yeah, the band, yeah. the Cars, Van Halen, Cheap Trick. I mean, MTV era. You know, it really, I really can tell the filmmakers that got um, sort of inspiration from this movie, like very Link Ladder, Dazed and Confused, like Gus Van Sant, like Larry Clark, you know, I mean, it's, it, it is oh, a Larry very Clark. fundamental movie, but, you know, I want to just mention that, I was such a latchkey kid. Me and my sister, we talk about it a lot actually. And we would walk really far home after school. Let's say it was what, what time would we get out of grammar school in junior high, like 1.30 or two or something. And we would walk really far down this boulevard to get to my mom's house. And we would be walking with random kids. And it just felt like a really long walk for like small kids by themselves, like no supervision. But back then that's what people did. And I'd get home and half the time my mom forgot to put the key under the pot. So I had to like find a way to break into the house. <laughs> and um, we had like some weird babysitters that were like not totally vetted, you know, that like <laughs> would do like weird things like lock themselves in the bathroom and make out with their bo weird boyfriends at our house while they're like sitting us. And yeah, we used to 
do these plays for our neighbors because we were so bored. Like our parents weren't even around and we'd like go next door and knock on the door and like, can we do a play for you? <laughs> but it's funny because Latchkey, I think still exists, but now there's this whole helicopter thing, which is like the opposite. But um, Kurt Cobain, apparently he said that this movie pretty much defined his whole personality, which I definitely see that. I can see like a Kurt Cobain uh, well, there. yeah, watch <laughs> watch at your own risk. I know, Over seriously. Yeah, seriously. anyway, um, it's good stuff, but um, I'm glad that you've seen it. Um, I, I love when a movie like that just sort of like really kind of... Um, surprises and delights. Mm-hmm. Surprises and delights, exactly. I was uh, a latch... Well, it, it's a little bit weird because, I mean, when I was... When you're at a certain age, it's like you can't be home alone. I mean, you're not like, I don't know, you're going to like set the house on fire or something. Mm-hmm. But... I also, when I was, you know, young enough to be able to go home, like I, I, it would have been okay for me to be, um, you know, have a key and Mm -hmm. be able to let myself in and turn on the TV or whatever, like grab a snack. Mm -hmm. But because of where I lived, lived out in the country, it was like, I sometimes lived in houses where like the school bus didn't go there. Yeah. So I couldn't even get home. Yeah. So I had to go somewhere else that was closer until one of my parents could pick me up. It was usually my mom on her way home from work at like 5.30 PM. Mm -hmm. And for years, there were a couple other places, but for years, me and I don't know, at least five to 10 other kids at a time went to this woman's house who was getting money, you know, to take care of yeah. kids like me after school, you know, between, yeah, like 2.30 and 5.30 kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And she happened to live um, pretty close to the school that I went to. You know, you'd have to exit the school, cross a street where there was like, a, I think there was like a traffic, you know, like a cross crossing guard. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because it was like maybe a little hairy to be like a little kid crossing that street but you know we'd cross and then you kind of go down this long driveway and she was at the end so she didn't live far away I mean I have like lots of memories of living at Carmen Wilhite's house (laughs) because we you know and she would give us snacks and we would watch tv Mm -hmm. that's where I saw all my reruns because my parents you know weren't around to be like, don't watch Three's Company again, you know, (laughs) go do something else, you know, and we'd like find snakes outside in the yard and, you know, my mom would come and I'd be like, can we take him home? And she'd be like, no, let the snake go. (laughs) You know, I don't want that in my car. And, and so there, yeah, there was a time where it was like, I just needed to go somewhere because I, I was in that weird period of like, my parents probably were relieved to pay somebody just so I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. And also, I, you know, I'd have to walk like 10 miles or something to yeah. get home. That's just crazy. You know, a kid's not going to do that. And then I lived in a place where I was within the school district enough to get a bus home. And I happened to live near some friends, which sometimes is like, hard to do you know Mm -hmm. because like people live like really far away from each other but I had like a few friends who were on my bus route and we all got off at the same stop and so it was like then that was fun and at that point my parents were like okay Sarah can like handle this and then of course you know once you get old enough and start driving then you just do your own thing Mm -hmm. but yeah I wasn't I wasn't a latchkey kid until later Mm -hmm. and even then I don't remember kind of it being sort of this like you know, a, a kid having to act like an adult because, you know, they're on their own type of thing. I was, yeah, I always felt like I was 
in a gang of kids doing something. Us too. I mean, there was a, a, a gang of kids like kind of down the road up the hill from my mom's place. And, and we were like on the east side of town. So like back then, it, and my dad lived on kind of like the more upscale side of town. So I didn't feel as latchkey over there. But, um, you know, and, and now, I mean, I, I grew up in a very affluent town. So you would be like, yeah, like that area is actually re still like really nice. But back then, I mean, I wouldn't say it wasn't nice. It wasn't ghetto, but it was just like the maybe a little more, I don't know, just the east side of town, I, I guess. But there was yeah. um, this, the, like the Ming Kwong kids, that's what they were called. And they were kind of like, kids that were troubled kids and we would like brush brush past them and we we're kind of scared of them and like oh man i Wait, got was stories. that their, their last name or? i don't know it was like the name of the 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 like um the, the kid gang no not of the gang sorry they they were like uh it was at some kind of shelter or something not a shelter but it was like a place that they would go called it was called ming kuang Oh. <laughs> it was really weird. Yeah, there's. I have a lot of like very uh, random latchkey memories. Uh, I won't share them all with you, but if you guys were a latchkey kid, I'm really curious. Or maybe you were a helicopter kid. I don't know. Or maybe you are one right now. Maybe you're. I mean, a kid I've heard of helicopter parents. What's a helicopter kid? I mean, helicopter parent. But you are okay. a product of helicopter parent. Yeah, Got that's it. what I meant. Okay. Yeah. 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 Helicopter well, parenting. We have so we're asking for so much feedback. From we really are. So really, don't disappoint us. I want to hear. <laughs> I want to hear if you've lent money to somebody and you regret it. I want to know if you've seen the movie Over the Edge. Are you a latchkey kid? I want to know your twenty three and Me results. <laughs> we are asking all, a lot. All of the things we're asking a lot, but don't disappoint us, <laughs> or else we'll be you know on the show crying next week. Um, by we the will, way, and you don't want that. Hi at havesuchagoodday.com is where to send those emails. You can also chat with us in our Discord. If you're a patron at a certain level, you get to just, you know, we're just we're just chatting away, Heather and me and and a, a yakin, it's our own little Discord gang. Yeah, a lot of yakking. If you're not a patron yet and it seems like something that you would be interested in doing, we'd love to have you. Patreon.com slash have such a good day is where to find out more about the community that we're trying to build, keeping the lights on with the help of all of you, to everybody that supports us. Um, we can't know, think well, you you're enough. supporting us with a you know with a with a monthly contribution as small as one dollar a month one little dollar four quarters folks um get on the boards of of the patron community and thanks so much in advance it's a good thing to do it's uh it's a wonderful community to support and we're just here to make content for you we we love it we love talking to you so uh, i'm really curious about who's going to be our hundredth patron me too show yourself we're getting there uh in discord you know i don't want to i don't want to spill the secrets of discord too much because it's kind of our safe space but i will say one of our discorders you know who you are uh, <laughs> just got a gold macbook air it's more or less the same macbook air that i got i don't know exactly what her specs are but uh, she was like, ooh, I got one, I love it. And I showed it to my boss and I think she's gonna get one too because everyone's like, oh, look. It's so like, cause it's very rosy gold. Kind of yeah. like how the iPhones were rose gold a few years ago and people were like, mm -hmm. ooh, kind of a pink gold. It, but it's a whole laptop that looks like that. And I'm just like a fan of gold. I want, I want to be buried, covered in gold. <laughs> Yeah, I want to wear, I wanna gold? wear gold chains every single day. <laughs> I don't really have any that are cool, but I would if I had them. I want a gold hat. I want gold shoes. I love gold more than anything. Good to know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. It's like, what? Where did this come from? But also, there, a new uh, Discorder is, is getting the same model and color for his girlfriend's Valentine's present. That's a good boyfriend. Yeah, it is. Um, Damn. Yeah. No kidding.
Hint, hint. I know. I, uh, I, <laughs> nudge, nudge. I, I don't think I'll be getting any presents for Valentine's Day since I live a life of solitude. Maybe, maybe Otis has something <laughs> up his sleeve. You know, he'll take a big dump for me that morning and be like, <laughs> maybe it'll be shaped like a heart. Something extra <laughs> for, for you. you. Yeah. Extra steamy. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yes. Yeah, so on that we, note, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, on that note. I don't know. It's just a lot of poop in my life. I do want to mention one sweet note. And like I said last week, we got so many like outpouring of wonderful notes from you guys. You guys are really heartfelt and wise and wonderful people. We got uh, another note um, from 2120 South Michigan Avenue. We've talked about this guy before. Um, He said, please know as you move forward, you're going to make better, smarter, and wiser life choices. That's both of you making those decisions. He'll never leave you. This is referring to my dad who just passed away. He's always right there next to you. Broken heart emoji. And this is actually, this applies to a lot of things, uh, not just last week's show or the week before when I talked about my dad, but um, Sarah, making smarter and wiser life choices. This applies to the top of the show when you were referring to paying somebody money, being a generous person and learning from that lesson. So thank yeah. you so much. Absolutely. It's, it's, I think that a lot of us who have lost people, no matter who that person is, um, and no relationship is the same. Mm-mm. You know, it's like your relationship with your father is different than what mine was or a really good friend or whatever. It's like when people leave and maybe it's not even death. Maybe it's just for whatever reason, you don't have access to that person anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. shit happens in life. And I, I often will think about, I mean, I don't know how often I think, Hmm, what would dad do? Mm -hmm. Uh, I know it. I do sometimes, but it's more of, I will recall something that he, he said to me, sometimes even in an offhand way, it's not like we were like sitting down where he's like, time for life lesson talk. <laughs> but there are things that I, there, the memories are triggered all the time where oh, I'm like, yeah, remember that time. time where I was like really upset about this thing mm-hmm. and he said this and I knew he was right and, I, and it, I've applied it even subconsciously ever mm-hmm. since then kind of stuff. And that those are, those are uh, interesting little tidbits to unpack because they'll keep cropping up. They never really go away. Oh yeah, totally. The thing that, that bothers me is how when someone's gone, I mean, yeah, like I think about him every second. I'm thinking about all the things I want to talk to him about and, and just, yeah, all those little tidbits that you're referring to, but it also is weird because they, their image fades pretty quickly. And it's like, that's why it's important to have video and audio of them because you need to see them animated. Like I'm, I'm too scared to do that right now. I don't really want to go through my archives and look at that stuff and listen to that stuff because I know it'll make me sad, but. Oh yeah. And you have so much time. Yeah. You have so much time. You know, it's, it's, that's something that there is no timeline for that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> really funny. So, so I can think of one, this comes up all the time. I don't even know why I think about this all the time, but in like fifth grade, some, mm-hmm. some time where it's like kids aren't even going through puberty yet. But it was like, you were sort of, if somebody had like a birthday, like it would kind of be like a dance party at somebody's house, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's like, there's fast music and then like kids would sort of like slow dance together, (laughs) Yeah, you know, like in someone's living room type thing. And of course, like parents are around. It's like, no one's like doing anything yet, Mm -hmm. but you kind of, you know, you put your hands on the guy's shoulder or whatever. And and it was always, you know, the same group of kids, like, and somebody liked somebody and Mm -hmm. who, who knows, whatever. 
And I remember thinking like that was like a thing that we were doing at a certain age because it's like, oh, we're trying to like get grown up. That's mm -hmm. what older kids do. And so we were kind of like going through the motions. And there was some boy that I had decided that I liked and like he never asked me to dance at like whoever's birthday party it was. Mm -hmm. And I was really upset about it. You know, it was like, I don't even, I think I probably like liked him for three days, mm -hmm. but I came home like feeling really dejected. And like, I, for some reason, I, I remember this very clearly. It was like, I'm in my parents' bedroom, you know, I'm kind of laying on the bed with my dad and I'm upset. And he's like, well, tell me what happened. And I told him, you know, so-and-so like, he just like, doesn't like me. He didn't ask me to dance. And you know, I'm like, I'm a horrible person, you know, and, and he, it wasn't even really much, but he was like, Sarah, boys don't really like it when you like chase them too much. <laughs> so just, you know, just kind of play cool and, mm -hmm. you know, we'll That's see what advice. happens. Yeah. And it was funny because it's like, clearly that doesn't apply to every girl or boy. And mm -hmm. we're talking about like little heterosexual kids who like aren't even kissing each other you yeah. know kind of th it's like this is all just very you know that's like super vague advice <laughs> but i always remember where he was kind of like hmm okay my daughter is like getting into like to a point where it's like father daughter talks you know and yeah. he was like i'm just gonna be like super cash about this but i always remember being like huh Really? Okay. Yeah. Cause I don't want to like seem like desperate. Okay. That's pretty good advice. And I always think about that. And yeah. I think, I, I don't know, some, some guy out there is probably like, no, you were like super desperate still. But for the most part, I think that I, <laughs> I'm not a chaser at all. And it's yeah. just because of that, like one little offhand one thing little that he said kernel. I know I get all those kernels. I have so many of those and it's like, they're wonderful, but they haunt you too because you, ah, oh God, they're just, yeah, they're ingrained in you. Totally. Well, speaking of being ingrained, we hope the show is ingrained in you forever and all eternity. Tattooed yep. even. We beat you down your forehead. With the show. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up episode 85. We had a lot of fun. We hope you do as well. We hope until next time you have such a good day. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.